Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. This episode of The Bad Broadcast is sponsored by Blissey. I know you've heard. I know you've heard about silk pillowcases. I know you have because I had heard of them and I didn't really buy it. But guess what? Been sleeping on Blissey. Uh, my skin's way better. My hair is way less frizzy and I sleep better because I'm not sweating my literal face off every single night. Set yourself up with better sleep with Blissey's award-winning 100% mulberry silk pillowcases. Seriously, silk is where it's at for your hair and skin. It reduces frizz, tangles, and it prevents breakage. And that's because it keeps the moisture in your hair and it keeps skincare products on your face. Your cotton pillowcases are literally wiping off your skincare and they're making your hair dry. And we're not waking up in a good place when we're sleeping on cotton. Also, there's a lot of dupes out there and people will say that satin and silk are comparable, but they're not because satin is synthetic. Silk is luxurious and all natural. It's also more breathable, it's moisture wicking, and it's gentle. They're also washable and hypoallergenic. They're made of 100% mulberry silk, which is naturally hypoallergenic, so you can sleep more comfortably without itching or rashes. Blissey Silk Pillowcases are the best ones on the market. They have a ton of different prints and colors, and they make great gifts because there's an option for literally anyone even the men in your life will love these. They have over 1.5 million raving fans and you will be next. Try now risk-free for 60 nights at blissy.com slash bad and get an additional 30% off when you use the code bad. That's B-L-I-S-S-Y.com slash bad and use the code bad to get an additional 30% off. You'll wake up feeling better than ever and your hair and skin will thank you. Welcome to the bad broadcast. I'm your host, Maddie Murphy. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to a new episode of The Bad Broadcast. My name is Maddie. I am your head broad in charge, and I'm so happy that you are here. Thank you guys so much for all of the feedback on last week's episode. It was the episode with my mom and I just, I heard from so many of you and I I knew that it was going to resonate. I think that so many of us have like so many of the, the same life experiences. I knew that the conversation my mom and I were having was, was going to be helpful, but at the very least I wanted to just connect with you guys. And I feel like it did. I feel like I heard from so many of you that it helped or that it brought you comfort or that you learned a lot. I don't know. We just, we just loved it. Me and my mom loved doing it. We loved hearing from you guys like all day. We were just like sending like screenshots back and forth of like what people were saying. It was really special. It was a good experience for both of us. And 
I am on the Nancy Murphy start a podcast train. Don't you worry. I am working on it. Okay. But in the meantime, of course, she will be back. We will do more mother daughter episodes. Love, love having our chats recorded. Somebody, somebody messaged me that they said, it's so special that you have a conversation between you and your mom on record because I lost my mom and I would give anything to have one of our conversations recorded. And I had never thought of that. And it just, it really, really hit me. It was really a a tender moment that I had with her. And yeah, just thanks. Thanks guys. I love hearing from you. I love knowing what episodes you love, what's resonating with you guys. That's all I'm trying to do here. That's all I'm trying to do. Just put something out there that makes you feel seen or heard or loved or makes you giggle. So when I get feedback that it did one of those things, I just, I feel very honored. So thanks for being here. But now it's time to get weird because last week's episode was a little bit, you know, it was a little bit more serious. So I thought let's goof, let's goofball it up a little bit and revisit one of the OG bad broadcast topics. I feel like there's just a handful of like original topics. It's like bad in-laws, bad dates, bad roommates. Those are kind of the ones that I started off doing and I like to revisit them every now and then. You know, it's funny. I think people think... (laughs) I think people think that I think that I invented the format of like story submissions and reading them on a podcast. And, you know, I don't think that I know that there's many, many, many podcasts out there with the same format as mine. And I'm I'm happy. I like what I do. I think that this is a fun way to do it. I like mixing it up every now and again. But I like hearing from you guys. I like doing the story submissions. I only think this because sometimes people will message me and be like, you totally stole this podcast's idea. And I want to be like, well, I, I didn't. And also there's 700 more podcasts that do this format. It's like if somebody started a true crime podcast and then they were like, you can't do that because you're copying crime junkie. It's just, it's a section of podcasts and I love it. I love living in this little section. So anyway, without further ado, actually, I did want to talk about something before we get started on bad roommates. I wanted to know how many of you are going to Coachella. I can't imagine that my listeners are like big Coachella people. I just, I don't, I don't think that's the vibe we're giving off is like, we love Coachella, but truly if I were to sit and list all of the things that I hate, so like being dirty, being hot, sleeping on the ground, large groups, being tight in, in large groups, like being like touching a bunch of different people, loud things such as concerts if I were to show somebody that list, they would be like, that's the Coachella itinerary. So no, I don't think that I myself will ever be attending Coachella. If I'm going to go to a concert, I need it to be indoors. I need to have my own seat and I need to go home to a bed. I just don't think that Coachella is for me. If it's for you, have at it. Okay. I will be, I will be there cheering you on and loving it for you. I just don't think that I'm ever going to go mainly because it sounds like my actual literal hell handcrafted by the devil himself. But you know what sounds even worse than Coachella is Burning Man. Did you guys know that Burning Man is not a music festival? Am I am I informing you? Wait, am I informing you of that right now? Probably, because I didn't know that it wasn't a music festival until about 8 months ago. There's no music. Well, okay. I shouldn't say there's no music cuz one of you out there attends Burning Man and is going to message me and be like, "Actually, there's people who play music all the time at Burning Man." I'm saying it's not a music festival. Okay. It's like a, a society. It's like a makeshift village 
society where people go and they like barter and they do drugs and they like, I don't know. I, I don't know. It's like a community thing for people. Again, it's in the desert and you sleep outside and you're dusty. You like, that's enough. That's enough for me. Anyway, we don't need to go into that because I don't want to be offensive because I'm sure somebody out there likes Burning Man. I don't know. I can't imagine that anybody who loves Burning Man also loves this podcast. I I can't see those two things going hand in hand. I don't know. I, I just feel like if you listen to this podcast and you like the things I talk about and you and I jive, I feel like I can get a pretty good gauge on like the things that you like and the things that you do. Like I know the majority of you love Chick-fil-A. I know you guys love going to Trader Joe's. I know you guys love to take baths and watch trashy reality TV, which by the way, a lot of you guys have asked me to do a Love is Blind recap. I will be doing that on the Patreon. I also haven't finished yet, so I need to finish that and get going. Okay. I think that's all. I think that those are all my thoughts. Are those all my thoughts? What else did I do this week? Anything else I need to let you guys know? I saw Air, the movie with Ben Affleck. I mean, he looks like Julius Caesar throughout the entire movie. His hair is so bad. I know it's the exact, it's the same hair that Phil and I had. I know, but he looks absurd. He looks ridiculous, but I thought that the movie was good. I liked it. I like, I like Ben Affleck and Matt Damon. Sue me. I'm not proud of it. Okay. Now let's get on to our topic. Now let's get out of the, out of the weeds of Maddie's brain and talk about the topic at hand. I don't know any of these stories yet. My assistant, Nicole went through all of the stories and picked them. So this is just going to be shocks all around shocks and and giggles and she sent me a lot of barf emojis which I don't know what that means but we'll see we'll see there must be something gross in here with roommates there's always something disgusting always I I don't know how we find our way here in every episode but there's always one one submission that makes me unwell okay let's get started here we go first up she says one year in college I lived with 10 other girls 10 girls in one house Seems like a bad idea, but whatever. Honestly, it was fine. But you can imagine that the kitchen was was in a constant state of disaster. So many dishes, so much stuff on the counter. One roommate made homemade fried chicken literally every day. <laughs> she kept a greasy fried daddy deep fryer. Is that a brand? <laughs> is that a brand or is she saying like it was a daddy deep fryer? That sounds like something I should look up on Urban Dictionary, a daddy deep fryer. Okay, she kept a greasy fried daddy deep fryer on our counter constantly. Who makes fried chicken every day? That's so laborious. Never moved it and would leave her raw chicken to defrost on the counter every day, which just so all you bad broads know, do not thaw meat on the counter all day. It is not safe. So not only all of this, our house always smelled like old fried food. Bad, bad times. I have not been the most ideal roommate. I'm sure. I'm I'm sure of it. And something just, I just remembered something that I did as a roommate. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Jenny and Tia. They were my roommates at the time when this happened. And I don't even know if they know that I, I was responsible, responsible for this. But there was about three weeks where our apartment smelled so bad, like so bad, we couldn't even have people over. Like it was horrendous. We cleaned out everything. We all deep cleaned our rooms. We all deep cleaned our rooms. We deep cleaned the kitchen, the fridge, the sink. We did like baking soda. Every like we could not figure out why it smelled so bad. And then I found 
what I did. And I had left, it was in like a, it was in a, like a grocery bag and it was tied and it was like behind something. So we didn't see it. It was like behind the fruit basket or something. And I had left chicken that I had bought in that. And I had left it on the counter for so long, so long. You guys, I should have been put in federal prison. I should have been sent away for a long time. And I just, the, the shame of it still consumes me. So it, uh, yeah, I get it. I get it. And unfortunately I was the perpetrator. So I'm sorry. All right. Next one. I had a roommate. (laughs) People are wild. I had a roommate in college that soaked her period stained underwear in my mixing bowl and then left it out on the kitchen table. She never understood why we thought it was gross and why it was now her personal bowl. Loved her though. You know, we love our, we love our friends. It is always shocking when you find out your friends do something really disgusting. Like when you find out that they like do like when they don't shower or like when you find out your friends don't like brush their teeth in the morning or maybe at night or like they don't change their underwear. Like, I don't know. It's very jarring. It's very jarring to like find out that your friends with a gross girl. I, I don't know. And it's even worse when they live with you. Soaking your period undies on the counter is wild behavior. Okay, next one. I had a roommate who bought dead mice from PetSmart and did taxidermy on them under her bed. Then she made clothes for them. She would also listen to Hotel California for an hour while in the bathtub. Which one of these is the bigger red flag? Is it the taxidermy dead rats? Oh, wait, sorry. Mice. How would you taxidermy a mouse? I said that like I understand how to taxidermy anything. I I couldn't. I couldn't tell you even the first step of any type of taxidermy. But the making clothes for the taxidermied mice. What a hobby. What a hobby. I have seen those like little, like I know that it's a brand. And it's like not only is it a brand, it's a lifestyle. The people who buy those like little stuffed mice. And then they put them in like dollhouses. And they give them like beds and, and little outfits and things. And they're all over their house. What? mental illness is that (laughs) probably a worse one than listening to hotel California over and over and over again. I, I do kind of relate to listening to the same song for an hour in the bathtub. I, my music taste hasn't changed since I was 15. Like I still listen to the same songs and I listen to them over and over again. Like when I'm with somebody in the car and like, if I'm hanging out with somebody consistently, I feel like they probably start to notice. I've had somebody say something to me before, but like, you know, when we're together, we listen to the same five songs and I'm like, yeah, that's because I only listen to the same five songs. This episode of The Bad Broadcast is brought to you by Dipsy. Let's take a moment and check in with ourselves. Okay, let's do a little full body scan. How would you rate your relationship with yourself lately? Are you feeling confident? Are you feeling like you need to get out of your shell a little bit? Are you wanting to explore some things you've been interested in? Or are you needing a little boost in self-love? If any of those resonated, it's time to get Dipsy. You see what I did there? Dipsy is an app full of hundreds of short, sexy audio stories designed by women for women. They bring scenarios to life with immersive soundscapes and realistic characters. So you can discover stories about second chance romances, adventurous vacation flings, and hot and heavy hookups. They're also radically inclusive and they have stories for straight and queer listeners. Also, new content is released every week. So you're never going to get sick 
of Dipsy content because they're going to be pumping out new sexy stuff for you all the time. Let Dipsy be your go-to place to spice up your me time, explore your fantasies, relax and unwind, or maybe you want to heat things up with a partner. Also, they've got even more. They've got sleep stories, wellness sessions, and sexy stories that you can read. So for listeners of The Bad Broadcast, Dipsy is offering an extended 30-day free trial when you go to dipsystories.com slash bad. That's 30 days of full access for free when you go to D-I-P-S-E-A stories.com slash bad. One more time, that is dipsystories.com slash bad. This episode of The Bad Broadcast is sponsored by Game Time. As many of us have learned very recently, buying tickets for things can be stressful. Whether you're looking for sporting events or comedy shows or theater or a concert, whatever it is, you're always trying to find the best price and buying tickets to your favorite events should not be stressful. It should also not be overpriced. All my homies hate overpriced tickets. Game time is the place for last minute ticket deals. So you don't have to plan months in advance. Game time has deals on tickets right up to the day of the event. You can get exclusive flash deals on tickets for football, basketball, baseball, concerts, comedy, theater, and more. The game time guarantee means you'll always get the best price. And if you find tickets in the same section and row for less, game time will credit you 110% of the difference. Sorry, I just literally have never met any buddy or anything that will refund you more than what you paid if you're not getting the best deal possible. You can also get images of your seat before you buy them so you know exactly what to expect when you arrive. And buying tickets is super simple. It just takes two taps and you're all set. Also, tickets are sent directly to your phone so you never have to dig through your email. So Game Time is offering a very special deal to bad broadcast listeners. You can snag the tickets without the stress with Game Time. All you need to do is download the Game Time app, create an account, and use the code BAD for $20 off of your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code BAD for $20 off. All right, next submission. Here we go. My roommate was trying to steal hundreds from me by stealing my cards in the middle of the night while I was sleeping and then using them to Venmo her ex-boyfriend and sister and then tried to tell me Venmo was having security issues, even though my bank statement said the name of her ex and her sister as the recipients. Anyways, not much ever really went through because you don't try to steal from a broke bitch, lol. She never owned up to it, said her cousin stole a spare key in our place and was breaking in and doing it, which now looking back, I should have involved the police a lot more to really make her sweat and tell the truth. Here's the thing. I feel like police are not, they're they're both overutilized and underutilized. Remember when I said that about mental illness, like mental illness is both overdiagnosed and underdiagnosed. I feel that way about the police. We're overusing them and also underusing them because I feel like sometimes, especially women, I don't know, maybe, maybe it's a guilt thing. Maybe it's, we're scared. I don't know, but we under involve the police when we need to be calling them and telling them what's going on. I understand though, because I feel like sometimes I've called the police. (laughs) I said that like it's a regular thing. I've had several instances in my life where I've had to call the police and sometimes they just kind of make you feel dumb. Sometimes you like try to explain like what happened or why you're scared. And they're like, well, are you sure? And then, you know, they're trying to gaslight gatekeep girl boss. That was so hard to say. Oh, that was a tongue twister. Gaslight gatekeep girl boss you. And I don't know. So I get it. But if you find out that somebody's stealing from you, that's like, you know, that's one of the big ones. That's one of the the top five things that 
are illegal. You know, like stealing, murder. Wait, I might be thinking of the Ten Commandments. <laughs> I definitely am. But you know what? They're punishable by law. So call the police or Moses, whichever one you want. All right, next one. Nice girl, horrible roommate. She had zero social cues. She seemed to think the world revolved around her. We were living in a tiny place, same bedroom, same bathroom. And I would walk in and she'd be lying on the bed and she'd be like, hey, could you fill up my water with no ice? Or hey, can you get under my bed? I think my phone charger unplugged. Or I was brushing my teeth in the bathroom and she asked if I could finish in the kitchen because she was so sweaty and she had to shower. Like I have 30 more seconds. Can you chill? And one of my favorites, she was the world's loudest, crunchiest chewer. Literally anything she ate would echo and bounce off the walls. Sitting in bed with a bag of tortilla, tortilla chips while her TikTok blasted at 12 a.m. No regard for the other humans also living in the room. A couple social cues and we would have been good, but nope, none. Eating tortilla chips in your bed. That's got to be one of the worst, the worst foods. I mean, there's any, any crunch is bad to eat in bed, but specifically like tortilla chips, toast, saltine crackers, like anything, Nature Valley granola bar, anything with like fallout, you can't eat that in bed. I love to eat a meal in bed though. I won't lie. As long as it's, you know, pretty, you're pretty certain you're not going to like have any crumbs. I don't care if like food spills and like there's a stain, like I'll wash my sheets tomorrow. But like if there's a crumb in my bed, I will feel it. I'm like the princess in the pea. Like I will feel it through my blanket, through my sweats, through everything. I will feel that one crumb. But eating a meal in bed, there is nothing more luxurious. Do me a favor. Okay, next time you have a night to yourself, take a take a long, hot, luxurious everything shower. Okay, scrub everything down, shave it all, wash it all, whatever your everything shower looks like. Put on some nice PJs. Wait, I forgot a step. Order your DoorDash before you get in the shower. Okay, because those DoorDash wait times are getting up there. They're like 40 to 50 minutes every time I order. Order before you get in the shower. Take your everything. Take your everything shower. Grab your DoorDash. Put on your clean jammies. Get in bed. Eat dinner in bed. That's my heaven. That is, that is my number one activity. It's the reason I'm alive. I described my hell earlier and it was Coachella. And now you know what my heaven is. Like, Whenever people are like, what's your ideal day? Like, I feel like that's like a get to know you question. Like, I, I don't really know why. I never know how to tell people like, I just want to lay down. I just want to be laying down the whole day. I don't want to go anywhere. The only thing I want to do that's not horizontal is take a shower. That's the only thing. And then the rest of the day, I want to be sitting or laying down. I love sitting down. I love finding a bench somewhere have you ever had a really long day somewhere and you're walking around and you're so tired and then you find a prime bench? You ever been at a museum, a crowded museum? I remember when I was at the Louvre, the best thing I saw was an open spot on a bench. That was the best part of the day when I got to sit down. I love sitting. Okay. That was, <laughs> we got off track there, but let's, let's reroute. Let's get back on it. Here we go. Freshman year, I had a roommate who would literally snack on raw chicken as she was cooking it. What's with the raw chicken? What's going on? I confronted her about it once, concerned for her health, and she responded by popping an uncooked cube of chicken into her mouth. A week or two... I'm sorry. I, I needed a moment. I saw the end of the sentence, and I, I don't know if we're going to be okay through this. A week or two later, 
I found a bag of chicken juices stuck to the counter. All the liquid had seeped through the countertop and into the cupboard below, which had all of my dishes in it. Okay. Actually, that was not as bad as I thought. I thought it was going to say she like did. She like, oh, I, I can't even think about it. I can't even talk about it. Can't even consider the fact that somebody would eat raw chicken. Chicken is so scary. Chicken is is so scary. Like, I think that we all have like a deep seated fear. We probably don't need to be as worried about it as we are. You know, like we should be worried about it. We should be cooking our chicken for sure. Don't stop cooking it. But we, we all we all could probably cool it on like, you know, the poison thing. But it's scary. I feel you because it's in me and I get it. But I'm just saying, I think we can take a chill pill. Okay, next one. I had a roommate that had a skin condition that made her skin flake off everywhere. I do not blame her for having the skin condition that is out of her control, but she would not clean it up. I shared a bathroom with her and I had to sweep up piles of skin every day. Okay. Buffalo Bill is Buffalo Bill coded. I had to have special bathroom slippers to wear when I went to the bathroom so I wouldn't track her skin back into my room. You should have committed a crime and then her skin cells would have fallen off at the crime and she could have gone to prison. That would would have been funny. (laughs) Would have been a funny bit to send your roommate to jail. I pulled plenty of my socks out of the dryer that were caked in skin flakes. Sometimes she would forget to wipe down the toilet seat after she used the bathroom. So the toilet seat would be covered in her bum skin. Covered in her bum skin. Did you hear what what I said there, guys? Covered in her bum skin. It was one of the worst years of my life. Yeah, that was one of the worst three minutes of my life reading that story. But yeah, covered in bum skin. You know when like you go to the bathroom after somebody and the toilet seat's warm and it's just like you can't handle it? I cannot handle a warm toilet seat. So just think about sitting on a toilet seat that's covered in bum skin. That's a whole new level. It's a whole new level of intimacy that I don't want to participate in. Okay. Next one. We were living with six girls in our college apartment. We lived in a super busy popular complex on the third floor with big windows that were almost floor to ceiling so that when the blinds were open, anyone from the next door complex, our entire complex and anyone walking down the road through the park, through the parking lot or literally anywhere could see inside. One of our roommates was fascinated with the idea of people being able to watch her. Oh, that's a fetish. That's a voyeurism fetish. I learned about that the other day. Not I didn't. (laughs) I didn't learn about it because I participated in it. I was listening to a podcast that brought it up. Anyway, she would always make sure to have the windows open all the way, all the way at night so that people could see her doing things or walking around in her underwear and bra. This roommate also had guys over a lot. She would make us all stay in the back half of the apartment and close the connecting door to the kitchen and living room. Or if she was lucky and we weren't home, she would completely lock us out of the apartment altogether. She would just set up candles around the entire room in a circle and then put a massive beanbag in the middle and blast and in quotes, it says sex music. <laughs> she would bring guys over almost every night and make out on this beanbag with the windows open in hopes that one of our neighbors would see and be jealous. This happened a few times a week for about a year. This girl has some deep seated. I don't want to go. I don't want to. I don't want to assume. I don't want to diagnose. But she's got a category of issues that probably need to be need to be acknowledged wanting people to see you. I, okay. So where I live, there's like a fairly busy road next to my apartment. No one can see into my apartment. There's absolutely no chance that anybody driving by would look up and see into my apartment. It would be, it would shock me truly. I still am convinced that like for the one second that somebody drives past my apartment, 
that like they can see me doing literally anything. I prefer all of the windows closed. If I had a, I mean, if I had an apartment with no windows, I might, you know, be depressed, but I would be fine because at least I would have the maximum amount amount of privacy. I just, but you know what? Like I said, it's a fetish. People like to have people watch them. I'm not, I'm not judging either way. Okay. Next one. My roommate used to make salmon and keep all the windows closed. I do this. I do this. I know it's probably bad. I also don't live with anybody. So like, who cares? But yeah, that's bad. Fish in general. Fish are fish is dicey. Fish is a dicey thing to cook around people, to bring into the office, to make somebody for dinner. Like they got to be really into seafood for you to, you know, approach making it for them or cooking it around them. Like you got to make sure everybody's cool with it. Seafood's one of those things that like, if somebody doesn't like it, it doesn't actually shock me that much. I love seafood. I love every type of seafood. Like the more raw, the better, like I'm into it. But if somebody came up to me and they were like, yeah, I think like oysters are gross or shrimp or sushi or whatever, I'd be like, yeah, it makes sense. Yeah, I, I get it. It's not the most appealing like scent, not the most appealing texture. I just, I understand you. Okay, next one. One of my roommates decided to become a tattoo artist. She bought the machine gun or <laughs> the machine. <laughs> Sorry. Although you probably can buy a machine gun on Amazon, unfortunately. She bought a machine off Amazon and tattooed people in our living room. There would be pantless guys and topless girls without warning. And the machine was so loud. She also gave a tattoo to one of our other roommates. And it was so bad that the girl got the tattoo. The girl that got the tattoo tried to scrub it off after and ended up ruining the ink's placement. And it scarred pretty bad. If you're, if you're buying any type of like needle off of Amazon, you need to really... You need to really evaluate what's going on in your life. This is coming from somebody who has purchased many, many piercing guns on Amazon. Like I have pierced my own ears so many times. I would say if I were to add up, this is not a joke either. If I were to add up how many piercings have been in my ears, I would say 50. I would say there have been at very from high school until now, there have been at least 50 holes total in my ears. I actually have recently been banned from getting piercings by my best friends. They they've told me I'm no longer allowed. And honestly, I think it's I think it's a pretty good move. I I think I'm allergic to everything ever. I've tried every metal. I've tried pure gold, I've tried surgical steel, I've tried titanium. I know. Ever somebody's going to DM me and be like, "I know you've tried everything, but but try this one." I can't, okay? My friends won't let me. My friends won't let me get anything pierced. I just had like three done, like three piercings in my ear on each ear, just in my lobes within three weeks. They were gone. They were, they were gone. I take them out. I change them too early. They get infected. I try to put other earrings in. They, I'm allergic to them or whatever. And it's just, it's, it's not good. So I'm, I'm happy that somebody was able to, to tell me to stop. Sometimes we need a loved one to pull us aside. You know, sometimes we need somebody to say, Hey, this isn't for you. This isn't your path. This isn't what you need to be, be doing. I think more of us need that. I think more of us need to listen to like the hard truths of life. Some of us just need some real, real, real reality checks. And I, okay, I do not, <laughs> I I hesitate to say this. I hope this comes across okay, but you know what? I'll send it. Sometimes cyber bullies are right. Okay, sometimes, very rarely, very, very, very rarely. But every now and again, you will get a comment on a TikTok or an Instagram that will say, hey, girl, maybe try this. Usually the ones that are right are not the ones that are like roasting you to shreds. Okay, sometimes like the majority of time people are just projecting and it's just like people being mean. But sometimes people will say, hey, 
you know, your makeup is the wrong color. Just girl to girl, your makeup's not doing it for you. Okay, that's not even a cyber bully. So I shouldn't even say cyber bullies are right. Just sometimes truth is hard to hear. And sometimes it feels like somebody's being mean when they say like, hey, you know, your makeup is too dark. You're, you know, you're looking a little, you're looking a little, you know, orange. You're looking whatever, whatever it might be. Sometimes we got to listen to those because sometimes they want the best for us. Sometimes they want us to be hotter. I don't know. So yeah. Did I like that my friends pulled me aside and said, Maddie, you should never pierce anything ever again. Not really, but I'm going to listen to him because I know that sometimes we need, you know, an injection of reality into our, uh, Delulu. Okay. Next, which one are we on? Okay. My roommate trained her cats to poop in the bathtub. The only bathtub in the apartment. I moved out two weeks later. Why? Cats come to you potty trained. That is the best part of having pet cats. They're, they're potty trained. They're done. Like you don't ever have to teach them or show them where to go. Like you just fill that thing up with litter and they get it. It would literally be more effort to teach them how to poop elsewhere. So yeah, I don't understand. I don't understand. All right. Next one. She would hide half eaten packages of deli meat in the couch cushions. What? She would hide half eaten packages of deli meat in the couch cushions because somehow that was easier than getting up to throw them away. I can't even describe to you the smell of our living room. Have you ever smelled rancid rotting meat? It was the months, it was months before we discovered what it was when we took the couch apart. She, hold on, sorry. There's some, this one's long and I'm seeing words that are capitalized. I don't know what to do. It was months before we discovered what it was when we took the couch apart. She also apparently couldn't aim her poop into the toilet. How do you aim? There's no aiming. There's no aiming involved in pooping. None at all. You don't even have to aim. You just have to sit down. My favorite hobby. Okay. The house, there were actual poop clods on the bathroom floor between the toilet and the bathtub. Another roommate in the house cleaned it up with gloves while sobbing because it was their shared bathroom and she was having guests over and the girl couldn't be bothered to deal with it. I didn't know such disgusting people existed until I happened to move into that house with her. She was so stinky. Like you'd have to inhale before walking past her bedroom and exhale once you got to the back door. I always tried to be nice to her and I do think she had a lot of issues going on, but how does one become college age and eligible and still have no idea how to function as a human being? Okay. This, the smell that, well, this whole submission, I mean, finding poop clods on the, on the floor is one of the worst things I've ever heard. However, I agree with her. How do people continue in life and be the age of a college student and not know how to function as, as a human being. I know there's mental health. I know there's, you know, trauma, family things. I know there's a bunch of different things, but when you opt into living with other people, you do have to know, you need to be aware that other people are living there just because you are in a place in your life that you can't, you know, take care of yourself or do those things. It doesn't mean that you should subject other people to that. The stinky thing is interesting also because I feel like I encounter this a lot. First of all, I always make sure that I'm not stinky. Like I will ask everybody and they're probably too much. I probably do a little too often. Like I'm like, hey, can you uh, smell me? Do I smell bad? But I would so much rather be the girl who was annoying because she was asking too many times if she smelled bad than be the girl who actually smells bad. You know, so just double check. Just double check. Just 
go, why don't we do it all as an exercise right now? Just so we make sure none of us are stinky. Just text your best friend. Just say, hey, am I smelly? Sometimes I have asked my friends that like, hey, am I too smelly? Like when we hang out, I've done that with a lot of different things. Hey, am I too smelly? Hey, am I doing this too much? Hey, is this annoying people? I would just like to know. Again, the hard truths. They're hard. They're, they're tough, but they're good. I hope somebody remembers that vine that I'm quoting when I say that. <laughs> This episode of The Bad Broadcast is sponsored by Babbel. It is finally warming up, which means it's time to get your travel on. Maybe some of you have a summer trip abroad planned, and if you do, I have the best travel hack, and that is Babbel. Whether you're a seasoned traveler and been doing this for years, or this is your first time going abroad, communication is key to fully experiencing a new culture. That's where Babbel comes in. Babbel is the language learning app that's sold more than 10 million subscriptions, Thanks to Babbel's addictively fun and easy bite-sized language lessons, there's still time to learn a new language before you reach your destination. With Babbel, you only need 10 minutes to complete a lesson so you can start having real-life conversations in as little as three weeks. And people will be so impressed with you when you get to a new country. Every time I go and I've been learning a little bit of a new language and I whip it out to a local they love it. Babbel's expertly crafted lessons are built around real life. You learn how to have practical conversations about travel, relationships, business, and more. Other language learning apps use AI for their lesson plans, but Babbel lessons were created by over 150 language experts, and they're voiced by real native speakers, not computers. Their teaching method has been scientifically proven to be effective. You can choose from 14 different languages, and Babbel's speech recognition technology will help you improve your pronunciation and accent. There are so many ways to learn with Babbel. So right now, get up to 55% off of your subscription when you go to babbel.com bad. That's Babbel, B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash bad for up to 55% off of your subscription. Babbel, language for life. This episode of the Bad Broadcast is sponsored by Squarespace. I would bet the majority of people listening to my voice right now need a website for something. Maybe you own your own business. Maybe you work for a company that needs a website. Maybe you want to start a blog. I don't know, but from websites and online stores to marketing tools and analytics, Squarespace truly is the all-in-one platform to build a beautiful online presence and run your business. Squarespace has everything you need to sell anything you want. It has the tools you need to get your business off the ground, including e-commerce templates, inventory management, a simple checkout process, and secure payments. Whatever you sell, Squarespace has merchandising features to make sure your products look their best online. You can also connect with your audience and generate revenue through gated members-only content. You can manage your members, send email communications, and leverage audience insights all in one easy-to-use platform. Also, maybe you're using other social media right now and you're like, Maddie, how am I going to get my social media and my website all linked up? Well, I have the answer for you. You can connect all your social media accounts. You can display posts from your social profiles on your website. You can also automatically push website content to your favorite social media channels so your followers can share it too. You also own all of the content that you put on Squarespace. Fear not. I am a Squarespace gal myself. 
When I first built my own website, I used Squarespace. Otherwise, I would literally not have been able to figure it out. So head to squarespace.com slash bad for a free trial. And then when you're ready to launch, you can use the offer code bad to save 10% off of your first purchase of a website or domain. Once again, that is squarespace.com slash bad for a free trial. Offer code bad when you're ready to purchase a website or domain. Okay, next one. Hi, Maddie. We love you and think you're the best. We've been waiting for, I'm so curious why we're going with the we. Is this multiple people submitting this? We've been waiting for the chance to submit roommate stories for a while. The roommate in question was a little interesting. She didn't wash her dishes. She left a plate of moldy jam on the counter for days and placed the most horrendous bar of soap on our bathroom counter man has ever seen. This all could have been forgiven. However, at one point, the rest of us came home and went into the bathroom only to find that our toilet was filled with freshly trimmed pubes, puebes, as I like to say. Let's just say we know they were hers because the carpet matched the drapes. <laughs> there are many more stories to tell, but we'll just stick with these ones because the, at the risk of being identified. Wait, what was the one I was going to, what was the first one that I was going to talk about? Oh, the bar soap, the bar soap. You guys, we've discussed this before. Please stop using bar soap every. Okay. First of all, every time I tell you guys like, Hey, bar soap is disgusting. I have so many people that DM me and they're like, actually, this one's good. I don't care. It still sits on your bathroom counter and collects disgusting germs. Like if it's sitting there, it's, it's collecting. It needs to be shut. It needs to be airtight. It needs to be a body wash. You just quit it with the bars of soap. Okay. If you're a bar soap apologist, I don't know. Take it up with someone else. Not me. The other thing that we need to stop using just while we're talking about germy things in the bathroom, loofahs. All of you need to stop using a loofah. They they hold on to so much bacteria. You need to get a scrubby brush or like I just got one at Ulta that's like silicone. It's like a it's a it's a body like brush that you put soap on or like scrubber. I don't know what the word is, but it's made of silicone. It does not harbor any bacteria. Please stop using a loofah. I know they feel good. I know. But you got to get rid of those. You got to stop using that. Okay. The, oh, the pubes as well. We didn't discuss the, the issue at hand, which is the puebes. Yeah. Trimming over the toilet. I mean, we should have all stopped doing that in about, you know, like 2012. I don't know. I, I feel like pubes, there's a discussion at hand right now about pubes. Like if you should keep them, if you should shave them, if you should wax them. I don't know. I'm a waxer and an occasional shaver, but I do remember, you know what? <laughs> Sometimes I tell stories that are just, they go a little too far. I actually had one in, in, in the episode two weeks ago. And I asked Lucy, I see this is, this is what you need to do. You need to pull aside your best friend and say, Hey, is this too far? And she said, yes. (laughs) She said, personally, I believe that is too far. So I took it out of the episode. It's not in there anymore. And none of you will know my dirty little story that I told. And I was just about to tell one that's, that's probably probably over the line. So I'm going to keep it to myself, but yeah, do it in the shower. And if at the very least, if you're going to do it over the toilet, just flush, you know, I feel like a lot of these issues could be solved if people would just flush. I had a roommate that sucked the seasoning off of every chip before she ate it. The sensory of eating a soggy chip has me. No, it has me in full body sweats thinking about eating that any sort of anything soggy. Like when I do the dishes, if I come across anything even remotely soggy, I have to take a breather. I have to take five. I got to sit it out for a while. I can't touch anything soggy. So yeah, sucking on a chip 
and then eating it is is not good. I think wasn't it Chrissy Teigen who said that that like that's how she doesn't like consume a lot of calories. She just licks the seasoning off of every chip and people like came for her. Chrissy Teigen is interesting. I loved Chrissy Teigen for like probably like five years from like like from like ages 18 to 23. I loved Chrissy Teigen. And I I mean, I've heard I I know that people don't like her for a lot of different reasons. She said a lot of weird stuff. She's like cyber bullied people. But there was a prime Chrissy Teigen era where she was funny when she was funny. And like right when cravings came out, that cookbook, that cookbook is kind of awesome. Okay, she has like crazy recipes in it. She has this one recipe. Sorry, we're again, I'm rambling. I'm in a rambly mood. Okay. It's a Tuesday afternoon and I just feel like chit-chatting. But she has this recipe that I think is so genius. It's like a chili, like a chili bar. Like if you're having like people over for a game or something, like with the Super Bowl, you get the little fun size or like the mini bags of Fritos, the personal serving size ones of Fritos. And then you cut them open like on the side. And then people can like fill it with like chili and cheese and sour cream and eat it like a little bowl. It's genius. She has a lot of like fun food like that. She, there just there was an era of Chrissy Teigen. She might not be cool anymore, but there was an era where she was very cool and she posted a lot of cool food and she was funny. And it was like the time when she was talking about her night eggs. Remember that? She used to talk about how she would keep two hard boiled eggs by her bedside at night because she would get hungry in the middle of the night. That's comedy. I don't care who you are. That's funny. Okay. Next one. I had this roommate that for months had been regularly boiling her diva cup in one of our chicken or not chicken. Sorry. We've got chicken on the mind. We're talking about a lot of chickeny things. Our kitchen pots that we both use and never told me. I caught her doing it one night when she thought I had already gone to bed. I asked her what she was doing. She told me super casually, like it wasn't extremely disgusting that I use the same pot to cooking that she's been using to cook her period blood. I don't care who you are. I don't care the science behind it. I don't care if it gets hot enough that it kills bacteria. I will not tolerate somebody boiling their diva cup in the same pot that somebody else is using to make mac and cheese. I I won't I won't allow it. Also, do you have to do that every time you use the diva cup? That is so excessive. I would rather just use tampons and I hate tampons. But boiling it every single time? I mean not I I I know you not like every single day, but like every single cycle you got to do that. That seems that seems aggressive. Okay. Next one. My sister had a roommate confess to her that her and her boyfriend had sex in the shower and used my sister's loofah to clean his whole body after they were done. Okay. Exhibit number 1 million of why none of us should be using loofahs. They could have your roommate's stinky boyfriend's butthole juice. (sighs) I regret saying that. Right as I said it, I regretted it. I probably won't cut it, but just so you know, I disliked that just as much as you did. And I'm really, really sorry. But they could have your boyfriend or your roommate's dirty boyfriend's germs all over him. All over that. Gosh, my mouth is not saying what my brain is thinking. All over it. Just throw away your loofah. I challenge you. Please go throw away your loofah. Post a picture on Instagram and tag me. I'll like, I don't know what I'll do. I was going to say I'll give you something, but I don't, I don't have anything to give. I don't have anything cool to give. I'll I'll give you a high five. I'll give you a DM back. I'll send you a picture of myself giving you a thumbs up. If you throw away your loofah, I will be so proud. Okay, next one. She constantly would just not flush the toilet. 
One day she dropped a deuce. <laughs> she dropped a deuce. I don't ever hear anybody say I dropped a deuce. There are so many euphemisms for going to the bathroom. That's probably the the one that I should use, going to the bathroom. I feel like I say the word poop like way too many times. I should just say go, using the restroom. But uh, anyway, one day she dropped a deuce and left to go to one of her MLM meetings. <laughs> I love that detail. That's I mean, it fits. I, I like to have the full picture. And my other roommate went to the bathroom, flushed it, and the thing started to overflow. Poop all over the floor. We plunged it and texted her about it. She had the audacity to ask to cl- ask us to clean it up because we were the ones who flushed it in the first place. Like it wasn't her own waste and that she couldn't dispose of herself. We used one of her t-shirts to stop the water from hitting the carpet and left, leaving the poop for her to clean up. This roommate also had two cats that she neglected. She placed the litter box in our kitchen and never cleaned it. Me and my other roommate would complain about how bad it smelled all the time. And she would always say that the friends she brought over couldn't smell it. Her cats were regularly sick and would throw up on our carpet. And she said she didn't have time to take them to the vet. There were several occasions where I had to feed them because she was just nowhere to be found. She also would leave her dishes rotting in the sink for several weeks and would ignore our request to clean up. After trying to work with her for months, I just found someone to take over my lease and I left. It was just too gross there. Yeah, cats. Okay, so I'm I'm like for sure a cat person. I love cats. However, there's a large population of people who love cats who are also very disgusting. I'm not not saying that everybody who has a cat is disgusting. I'm just saying that there's a, there's a high percentage. There's a higher percentage than probably other pets. Maybe not like rabbits or gerbils. Like I bet like they like those are grosser than like but like dogs. Like there's more people who are gross and have cats than there's more people who are gross and have dogs. I don't know why that is, but I have lived in a house with cats, multiple cats. And if there is even like, I remember like, like I would go like 12 hours without cleaning the litter box and I could like feel it. I could feel it in my bones that there was something amiss that it needed to be taken care of immediately. So yeah, living with somebody who doesn't take care of cats is ultimate nightmare. Add that onto the list, add a dirty litter box into Coachella and you've got, you've got human, human torture. Like that, that would be the worst place for me to ever exist. All right, next one. I live in an apartment where the walls are very thin. My roommate is dating my brother. Let's just say I can hear everything. Nope. Nope. I'd move. I'd move so fast. It's already weird enough that she's dating your brother, but then to have to have, have to have the audio experience of it. That is, that is really, 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 really bad. (laughs) Okay. Next one. Not me, but my friends. This was shared with her permission and names have been changed. Abby and Anessa are best friends and they've been living with Grace for a semester. And for the most part, things have been fine. Then Teresa moves in and things change. It's nothing ever crazy, but just annoying and overbearing. For example, Grace has her friends over until 2 a.m. one night and Abby and Anessa have their friends over too. Teresa text calls out Abby in the roommate group text asking if her friends can leave because it's bedtime. Teresa and Grace create a boy alert text. Every time a man comes over to the apartment, everyone has to text the roommate group chat that a man is over. They also need to let everyone know that when a man leave, when a man leaves. During this time, Abby starts to date a guy called Eddie. Pretty soon, the boy alert text only ever applies to Eddie, even though Grace and Teresa have guys over all the time. Their excuse is that Eddie is so tall. Wait, Eddie is tall, so everyone needs an alert when tall Eddie is over. I don't get it. Abby and Grace share a bathroom and tall Eddie isn't allowed to use it. He has to use the other one. 
The last straw was when Grace and Teresa set up a hidden camera in the living room pointed right at Abby's door. Two weeks later, Abby saw it and confronted the two girls. Teresa and Grace said they wanted to make sure Tall Eddie wasn't <laughs> the name Tall Eddie. <laughs> I want a t-shirt that says that. That's like, you know, how Heather McMahon, I don't know how many of you guys listen to Absolutely Not with Heather McMahon, but if you don't listen to it, please begin. But she has this thing where like, like one episode, she was like, yeah, like maybe if you listen to the podcast, we can have a code word. And her code word was tiramisu, bitch. So like now when she's in public, everybody yells tiramisu, bitch at her. <laughs> I think it's so funny. I want ours to be tall Eddie. I want everyone to yell tall Eddie at me. <laughs> Just kidding. I, I might regret saying that, but I do think it's so funny. They wanted to make sure tall Eddie wasn't staying over at night. Talk about an invasion of privacy. Who thinks setting up a hidden camera is an okay thing to do? Okay. This feels like, okay. The tone of this story feels weird. I feel like this is like, like, am I supposed to be on tall Eddie's side or Abby? Like, I feel like I need to, to figure all of this out, but I think the bottom line is what she's saying is that it was weird that the roommate set up a camera for sure. For sure, it's weird. Anybody sets up a camera in in the place where I live without my permission, we're getting we're getting an investigation going, okay? But uh, yeah, I don't. I feel like I'm being tricked. I feel like somebody submitted this to like secretly see if I would like say the right thing or like call out the right people. Like, what if Abby and Grace sent this in, or like Grace and Teresa sent this in, and they want me to say that setting up setting up a camera is actually an okay thing to do because it's weird that Tall Eddie comes over. I don't know. But all I've gotten out of this story so far is that Tall Eddie is the funniest nickname I've ever heard. Okay. I had a roommate who was an actress slash singer, so she rehearsed a lot for various auditions in our apartment, sometimes in her room, but mostly in the hall or the living room, and mostly between the hours of 12 and 2 a.m. It was weeks after weeks of the same song ringing in our apartment. Luckily, she's a great singer, but the worst was when she joined an acapella group and practiced her but uh, <laughs> but bum da hold on bum ba da 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 bum bums for so many hours late at night at full volume it was always full volume listen peace and love to the theater community truly with with all of my heart like i could not love theater people more i couldn't love going to shows more i think you are talented and beautiful and amazing and i love you and this has nothing to do with you personally but if you're practicing that shit at home with roommates, you you don't deserve the part. Okay, you don't deserve it. I think about that when I see the TikToks of people like singing in stairwells. Like I'm like, don't people live there? Like don't people like want to just like bring their groceries upstairs without being greeted by here comes treble on the stairs? Like I just I I don't know. I I I don't think that people are as entertained by your singing as you might think they are. It's like the classic, you know, like nobody thinks your kid is as cute as you do. Like when your kid is doing something annoying, the person who it's happening to doesn't think they're super cute because it's not their kid. Just because you think the annoying thing is cute doesn't make it objectively cute. Just because you are having fun singing acapella at full volume in your in your room doesn't mean that other people enjoy it. Unless it is in the appropriate setting, such as the theater. If it's there, I will all stand on my feet for you all day. I will cheer you on. I will whistle. I will love every single moment of you singing as long as it's not on my time and in my apartment and in my hall and late at night. Just, you know, I just I feel like there should be more like testing for certain things. Like 
I feel that way about moving out and having roommates. Like you should have to pass a test. Like I, okay. So I'm an esthetician. I know I've talked about this before, but I, I had to like take a, take a, I don't even know what they're called. I don't know. I had to take my test and I had to take it in front of like the board members. I'm making all of these terms up, but I had to like sit there and do like all of the protocol for everything. So like how to dermaplane and how to give somebody a facial and how to administer a chemical peel and all this stuff. I had to have somebody observe me before I could do it out in the wild. Why don't we do that for roommates? I feel like somebody should have to demonstrate how they cook, how they clean, how they live their life in order to be signed off to live with other adult human beings. Because the requirements to move out are very low. You don't have to know basically anything. You just basically have to be able to pay rent. And like, I just, I feel like we need to up the criteria for moving out. Okay, next one. We'll end on this one. She says, I had a roommate who had an emotional support chicken. You read that right. No one told me and my sister there would be any animals in our apartment when we moved in. We found out after. after. In the same apartment, we had a dog, which wasn't a big deal. The chicken was, though. It pooped everywhere and the owner would rarely clean it up. She would leave fruit out for it to eat and it would start to smell. She also let it run free and it would peck at our feet. (laughs) That's the worst thing. That's the worst thing. Oh my gosh. Like it's bad enough to leave raw chicken out on the counter. Imagine having a live chicken biting your feet, pecking at your feet, whatever. Once it jumped up on me and it tried to eat my chicken taquito. Oh my gosh. The chicken would also try to fight the dog and pull out its tufts of its fur. We found out later from the owner that it wasn't actually an emotional support animal and her boyfriend had got it for her birthday and she got it signed off as one. We couldn't take it any longer. So we talked to the management. We found out that it was breaking so many rules, such as not cleaning up poop, letting it leave her sight and other stuff. It was ridiculous. The same. I feel like you just tell the owner there's a chicken in here. Like that's not a a pet. I'm sorry. Maybe it is and I'm stupid, but it seems like something that you keep in a in a coop with other chickens, not in an apartment building. Oh, it was ridiculous. The same apartment would also just leave cardboard boxes and glasses to recycle and it, it, it would sit there for weeks. Whenever we went into the laundry room, we would hold dryer sheets up to our noses because it smelled so bad. Fun times. We did end up moving into another apartment. Why was this episode so so chicken themed? I I can't figure it out. There's so much chicken involved in being a bad roommate. If you are currently in your in your roommate era and you have a horrible roommate, I'm I'm just I'm sending up some prayers, sending out good vibes. I'll like, you know, light a candle for you tonight. I I don't know, but living in a like where you live affects you so much. Like the area that you spend your time in. My only advice for you that are that for you guys that are living with horrible roommates, find a little corner of your house that brings you joy and just spend as much time as possible in that corner. I feel like that's pretty good advice for like anyone who lives anywhere. Like make a corner of your your house like feel amazing so that when you're feeling not good, you can just find some peace and quiet in your own little corner, your own little corner in your own little chair. Do you guys remember that song from the Brandy Cinderella? AKA the best Cinderella. Anyway, I'm so sorry to all of you living with insane roommates. And if you don't have any insane roommates, just, you know, look inward. You might be the weird roommate. You might be the gross one. You might stink. You might not be flushing regularly enough. You might be cooking gross food. You just need to really, really just sit with it. You know, acquire some self-awareness. Think about how your actions might be affecting the people around you. Just, you know, do the world a favor. 
I hope you guys all have an amazing week. By the time you listen to this, I will have attended my Taylor Swift concert that I'm going to. Not mine. I should have said my the Taylor Swift concert that I'm going to. I will be attending the Houston show on Friday, the 21st. And I believe this episode comes out the 24th. So I will not make it my entire personality for too much longer, but I'm very excited and I hope to have seen some of you in Houston. I hope to have enjoyed the show. I hope I got a good secret song and not something lame, but I'll be appreciative of whatever I get. I said this on the private Instagram a uh, a couple days ago that I'm just going to take like whatever secret song I get. I'm going to take it as though like that's the one that I needed to hear. Like it's kind of got like fortune cookie vibes, you know, like I just I need to take it and be appreciative and I need to go in knowing that I might it might not be the one I want. It might not be my favorite one, but we're going to appreciate whatever we get, whatever mother breath, gosh, (laughs) whatever mother blesses us with not breast blesses us with. Sorry, I've got chicken on the brain. I will be happy with. So I hope that you all have an amazing week, an amazing Monday. I hope that I see you next week. We've got Dear Media IRL coming up. That will be May 6th, I believe. Yeah, 6th. Can't wait to see you all there. Remember, you can buy merch over at Dear Media. You can join the Patreon for access to the private Instagram as well as bonus content. I also get asked this a lot. If you sign up for Patreon, you will get the whole back catalog. So if you sign up now, you'll get all the episodes that I've already done. And that is the same for moving forward. Like you'll, you'll continue to get the back catalog whenever you sign up. So join me there and remember to always be safe and be kind and be hot and subscribe, rate, review, tell your friends, post on social media, all that, blah, blah, blah. I love you so much. I'll see you next week. Bye. Thanks so much for listening. Remember, you can catch a new episode of The Bad Broadcast every Monday. Don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss anything. Also, I want to hear from you. So please leave a rating and review. You can also follow me on Instagram at The Bad Broadcast for all the behind the scenes action and more information. Talk to you next week. Please note that this episode may contain paid endorsements and advertisements for products and services. Individuals on the show may have a direct or indirect financial interest in products or services referred to in this episode.